0: In Ukraine, everything going forward as the president of World Trade Center Kyiv, I will be positioning Ukraine as we are building economy of trust.
1: This podcast interviews the real people in Kiev to share their life and work as well as showing the interesting places, events, art, culture, and opportunities in the capital of Ukraine. The goal is to help more foreign investors discover the reality of life in Kiev so that the Ukraine economy receives more foreign investments, which creates more opportunities for the Ukrainian people to have a better future. My name is Aziz, and my guest today is Henry Sternberg. He's the president of the World Trade Center Kiev, an MBA from Bentley University, was an advisor to the chairman of the board at the State Finance Institute for Innovations, the founder of International Business Hub of Ukraine, and various other organizations, as well as a brilliant mind. Hello, Henry. How are you today?
0: I'm good as is. Thank you. It's great to be here. Appreciate the invitation.
1: I'm really happy to have you today. And could you please just share your story? What was the story and life that created the Henry of today?
0: Uh, Well, it's a very um, diverse story. I started my life here in Kyiv, and I was born in Soviet Union. And uh, I actually was part of the famous Soviet sports system on the football soccer side. And so that was a very interesting school of discipline and a lot of hard work. Uh, then uh, I immigrated to, with my parents to the United States. I lived a real American dream, built businesses, spent time on Wall Street as an investment banker, professor of entrepreneurship at Bentley University, which I have got my MBA from. And <coughs> uh, at the end of the day, Ukraine... Um, Fascinated me from very, you know, from first time was back in 96. Uh, and I uh, started uh, investing privately into real estate. We made good money. But uh, obviously, then I got more interested in 2011 as investment banker for Bricks Capital at the time uh, of looking at deals in Ukraine. And what I realized that uh, the financial, the economy wasn't working. And uh, very interestingly, when the, all of the relationships uh, that went sour with Russia uh, during the events of 2014 uh, had an epiphany. An epiphany was that we need to bring uh, the geopolitical importance of Ukraine and connect it to the reality of economic life in Ukraine. Uh, and that's what the journey started six years ago, which led me to bring a world prestigious organization, one of them, uh, to Ukraine, which opens up Ukraine and Kiev to the world Of three hundred and thirty-six cities now in ninety-two countries.
1: I love that. Such a fascinating story. And if I may ask you, a foreigner who doesn't understand how life is in Ukraine, while you have this deep knowledge, can you explain how does the Ukraine economy work? How can somebody who is an investor or wanting to start a business as a foreigner, foreigner there, what can they expect? Where do you see some opportunities are and things that they shouldn't really look at because they're not really good opportunities?
0: Sure. Uh, so let me give you a just a uh, juxtaposition, if I may. Uh, and basically, as I told you, I was born here. I been, I speak the language. Uh, I uh, have a lot of many, many people, friends that work here in Ukraine. I had it for years at very different societal levels. And when I moved to Ukraine three years ago from Boston for for a permanent residence, I have been shocked uh, of two things. Number one, I was shocked of how much I do not know and did not understand the nuances of business on the ground. Uh, Something that for a foreigner is very difficult to understand culturally. Uh, And I would say practically impossible uh, by just having visits. You have to be on the ground and you have to spend time on the ground in the right places, with the right mentors around you. So it's a very challenging culturally. That's number one. Number two is within Ukraine. One thing that I realized early on, Ukraine is missing what can be described as one word, trust. Nobody trusts Ukraine on a global level in general. And the Olympic level of mistrust among the people within Ukraine at all levels on a human level. So those two are the most challenging problems for the country. One is a more of a public relationship, and the other one is cultural, <clears throat> which is uh, been ingrained through mistrust of the system, of the government, and um, of each other, through Soviet times and into independent Ukraine, because it, was, it still is corrupt. I want to also address a couple uh, myths about Ukraine. Ukraine is considered to be, I believe, third most corrupt country in the world. Um, and it's a definitely an issue. And the, the important part is to realize that today's Ukraine GDP is only $150 billion. If you even take the astronomically high number of 10% corruption as part of that GDP, it's $15 billion, which is a big number. But if one can realize that uh, Ukrainian economy can support relatively easy in a relatively fast time, uh, seven to ten years, GDP of three to four trillion dollars economy. Uh, and that's number one. So 15 billion is trivial in that size of economy. Number two, the actual cash, the physical cash, is basically disappearing by itself due to, to phones, payment systems, etc. Also, it's a big carrier virus, which is something not popular today. Uh, and lastly, it's very difficult to hide now because of the digitalization across industries, verticals, etc., governments. So the corruption is a dinosaur that is dying on its own. There's no need to fight it. It simply is eradicating itself simply because it cannot be exist anymore in the digital world. So... Those two things I wanted to start with for your uh, audience to understand. What's needed in Ukraine, and that's where we are today, and this has been my vision. My vision on the business side was very simple. I realized enormous vacuum in the marketplace of trusted resource. They can be supported of transactions from the initial search to the exit of a transaction. And that's what we created. And we call this uh, platform, we call this platform economy of trust. In Ukraine, everything going forward as the president of World Trade Center Kyiv, I will be positioning Ukraine as we are building economy of trust. That's it. So someone, somebody like us to do this, and there's nobody else but us with a comprehensive approach on the risk management side, For example, we are on the judicial side, which I'll come back to in one second. We're actually going to have our own international arbitration with um, international arbitrators, judges. But the key problem to Ukraine is not corruption, and it's a judicial system. Judicial system is the biggest Achilles heel for Ukrainian uh, economy, and the reason foreign direct investors are not uh, coming to Ukraine
1: thank you that's actually fascinating so can you speak about your work at the world trade center in kiev as well as the international business hub of ukraine what do you do exactly and how do you try to mitigate that problem of corruption which you said is like a dinosaur that is dying of its own you know accord
0: Yes, thank you for that question. So uh, obviously we have not started our work on WTC Kiev Center uh, because we really just finalized all the paperwork and payments uh, to the World Trade Center Association in New York last Friday. So the actual public work hasn't started, we'll start at the end of January. Uh, International Business Hub, it is a prelude to World Trade Center Kiev. Its goal was to build this platform Uh, And basically, my role will be and function now will be as a World Trade Center Kyiv. What's important to understand that World Trade Center, as a brand, it took us two years to receive that. There were multiple attempts, including the previous president, who attempted to bring World Trade Center Association to Kyiv. And all of them failed until we secured it last Friday, as I said. So, uh, number one, it sends a signal to the world. The Ukraine is open open for business. Number two, the brand itself carries, uh, most importantly to us, is the global value of trust, which is worth tens of millions, hundreds, I don't know, very, very lot of value value in it. And that's the first step that gives us as an organization to demonstrate to the outside world, to strategic partners, investors, everybody always talks about investors, the key that is missing in Ukraine is strategic partners much more than investors. Having strategic partners will attract investors very quickly. So um, uh, that's number one where uh, our priorities are. And if you understand the value of the global brand, then you have to address the issues within Ukraine So and then bring them together. So within Ukraine, we are positioning ourselves as an economic development agency for the country. We have multiple relationships with the government agencies of Ukraine. We have multiple symbolic projects that we're going to come out publicly with in February. Uh, there are massive symbolism behind those, every one of them, and also a lot of economic activity behind them. And they will be all in Kyiv. Uh, now, that being said, uh, the critical part for <clears throat> the Ukraine is how to structure the up- upload of the deal flow of projects. So we have divided Ukraine into two categories, municipalities and industries. Within those, we are setting up the municipal uh, economic council of industries and municipalities. The biggest um, challenge or that we resolved was is how to integrate the experience knowledge network on the global level with that one of Ukraine. And what we have decided to do is to attract uh, a star team from around the world on international level to our board of advisors, which we've done There's nine people. Are very high, high quality, very successful individuals, and every one of them in their own right. And they're strategically chosen with different levels of expertise from IP to the infrastructure funding. And we are connecting that in under one board with 20 Ukrainian business leaders, also very diversified industry and geography throughout Ukraine, for the purposes of integrating world class knowledge of Ukraine with world class knowledge on a global level. The board mandate, only mandate, actually there's only two. The first mandate is execution of the transactions. Our organization is not about trade promotion. Our organization is about trade execution. And number two is governance, setting up new standards. Effectively, what we are attempting to do is to create an alternative economic system for Ukraine, working together with the government. The reason for that, Aziz, is simple, Ukraine, as we know today, is a Titanic that is sinking. It cannot be saved, in my opinion. What I mean by saved by putting, you know, covering the holes here, there, and the other places. It simply outlived itself as a government governance. The problem of economics. What I mean, the governance part. What I, the problem is, there's no alternative. And what we are planning to do is to set up a new alternative with the new rules of the game, of transparency, rules of, obviously, prosperity to all, and social responsibility. That's our vision.
1: Thank you. It's, It's fascinating, but I cannot, you know, help but wonder what other challenges or what challenges are you facing because you spoke about the uh, legal and judicial system you spoke about the culture of mistrust between people that has been ingrained how are you overcoming these what challenges are you facing what solutions are you finding and do you find that the high level people in ukraine are supporting your cause
0: um, so, uh, let me start with, uh, um, first, where we start. This is all about risk management. Uh, our job, and I'm as a, you know somebody who spent some time in the financial industry, understand that for investors to come in, we have to minimize all the risks. So, we obviously identify the standard you know, risk of any particular project, right? So, those we don't touch because we, we have two rules in our, uh, our operation. Number one rule, if it doesn't increase trust, We don't do it. And number two rule, we don't get involved in operations. So uh, then we're looking at what what is called system risks or country risks. And obviously the highest risks are corruption uh, and the judicial system. On the corruption, the, the solution is simple. The corruption is solved through technology and through multiple checks and balances along the way. So for example, in any one of our transactions, uh, we are going to be checking down all to the last supplier of ingredients. Number two, we are going to be certifying companies in Ukraine with World Trade Center Kiev brand, which is going to be based on 10 categories, everything from sustainability to governance, that the company adheres to uh, um, conduct their business in that way. And if they don't, they're going to be expelled and it's going to be public. So it's a reputational at- attack. Meaning that our job is to demonstrate that having a great reputation not only makes capitalization in a company much more worth, but also it is much better for day-to-day business. And also, me, Sorry? That's
1: very, very important and really needed.
0: Yes, absolutely. So uh, uh, then we are attacking the, the next part of the corruption is obviously the arbitration with international judges. Okay, which is also very helpful. Uh, and at the same time, we're also attaching all of our certification, any type of service we do, to the education, uh, which is going to be done simultaneously in municipalities and uh, with industries, business leaders. The reason is because, for example, we, we in our, um, give you just a good example, when we're going to be signing an agreement with municipalities of different sizes, doesn't matter. Part of the agreement, number one, they will be required to hire on their staff the director of communications, director of education, a director of investor relations who will work on our program. And number two, they will be required as every member of administration, uh, mayor's office and governance council to take a minimum of one hour a week educational class. There's a one thing there. If they don't take it, it will be known publicly in their city, if they don't participate in classes. The reason for that, we want to make this social stigma for the public officials, not to educate themselves of how to govern people. One of the main reasons I moved to Ukraine three years ago is a law of decentralization, which goes in effect the now. There's 1,470 new municipalities and nobody on, again, I'm just generalizing, but talking about 95 plus percent of newly elected mayors and councils know what strategic 10-year plan is. So that's how we're attacking comprehensively the problems you described. Yes, we are starting to get a lot of support from government officials. It's not public yet because it couldn't be public yet uh, because we didn't have the license. Today we do. So I expect after New Year's Uh, many uh, people at the level of Office of the President as well as cabinet ministers supporting our initiatives. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it will be an exciting year. I believe that this work that you're doing is highly, highly valuable and necessary. And like you said, if not, the Titanic is just sinking and you cannot just fix it by plugging the holes. You need a whole new paradigm which the... World Trade Center in Kiev and the work you do is providing that. And on a more personal note, you have lived in the US. You probably have lived all over the world. As a person, what do you love about Kiev? What fascinates you and you enjoy the most about it? And how can you describe life in the city of Kiev to somebody? who didn't live there but will wish to visit or live or understand more how it is?
0: Well, uh, I mean, my answer is going to be maybe obvious, but um, obviously I was born here. It's my country. Um, people ask me a lot, um, you know, why do I do what I do? Why I went through that road, the very difficult road of six years of banging my head against the wall uh, to get to this point of uh, actual implementation of that long vision, long-term vision. Uh, and uh, there's uh, three reasons. Number one, uh, as somebody who's been running on the streets of the city uh, to help you know, his country is a once in a lifetime opportunity. I know it sounds like, you know, puffus and big, and but it's really how I feel. And this motivates me the most because it's rarely you have this opportunity as a human being to be able to with your actions to make some sort of impact, positive impact on the country. And I'm hoping that we're going to accomplish that within the next couple of years within Ukraine. Um, Second, I'm living in intellectual nirvana. Uh, The opportunities I get to see new technologies, meet with brilliant people uh, from all over the world. I mean, see things that I would never even become close to considering seeing or would be invited to see. Uh, And third, I believe if I am 10% right, you know, we will take uh, Ukraine to a trillion dollar economy with our actions. If I'm correct, over 50 percent, it's three trillion and up as a GDP uh, with the platform we're building. Obviously, it's a very imaginary numbers, meaning what I mean by that, the third reason, if I'm correct and my team is correct, which is very big now, uh, uh, we're going to have an opportunity to change prosperity of millions of people. Uh, and that's humbling.
1: Yeah, I can feel that your heart is in the right place. And it's absolutely wonderful. Since you spoke about 20 years strategic plans and 10 years and all that, now that you have the license, what are your first and primary and beginner goals for the next 12 months?
0: Uh, yes, uh, next 12 months. Great question. Uh, next 12 months are relatively simple goals. Uh, Obviously, number one, uh, we have to complete the board. We are starting the process of selecting Ukrainian board members literally uh, already this week. Um, So that's going to take us probably 90 days to select 15 people uh, to be, I'm sorry, 20 people to be added to the international uh, part of the board. Number two, we are starting to offer licenses to other cities in Ukraine, like Lviv, Kharkiv, uh, that's the big cities, but also the levels of Cherkasy, And The reason it's important because you know, you know, who knows about Cherkasy outside Ukraine? Nobody. Uh, and but when you get the Wall Trade Center, it will take you millions and years just to get name recognition that Cherkasy exists the, on, on on Earth. And but with Wall Trade Center, you get this instantly, and it's so much quicker and cheaper way. So the reason it's important because by putting Wall Trade Center throughout the Ukraine, we are Giving the world knowledge of many different cities of the country. This we're promoting the country as a whole. Because Great. Ukraine is very diverse. Uh, so that's number two. Number three, uh, we are starting a World Trade Center Kyiv directory, which will be uh, more listings of Ukrainian businesses across industries. It uh, would be a subscription-based business model, like 50 dollars a month, which will get you every month into 330 World Trade centers. And lastly, we're going to be starting certification of companies. And obviously that's on the operational service side level. Uh, in addition, we have very six very large projects on the real estate side and the manufacturing side that I cannot talk about yet. Uh, so that's our goals for next 12 months.
1: Thank you. It seems like really fascinating and exciting times, and that 2021 will be a big. Big year for Ukraine because of the work you do. How can people? I know, so I can feel your determination. So, the listeners, how can they, if they wish to participate or get in touch with you or learn more about your work and the World Trade Center in Kiev, what links should they go to and where to find more?
0: Well, our website will be launched next week and it's going to be uh, uh And um, so that would be one place to see and contact us. Uh, there's no uh, way uh, to contact us yet because we're not operational yet. I would definitely recommend to pay attention to the public news uh, starting after January 15th. Uh, with all the uh, uh, PR events that we are scheduling for the next 90 days. There's going to be a lot of news, a lot of uh, introductions of individuals on the board and different uh, projects we're going to be pursuing. Uh, And obviously, we will be operationally by March 1st.
1: Great. I will also put in the description the website you mentioned, as well as your LinkedIn. It was an honor and a pleasure to have you today, Henry. (music) Thank <music> you.